0: This is a Neighbors United in Christ broadcast.
1: Oh, when the saints go marching in, oh, when the saints go marching in, oh Lord, I want to be in that number. When the saints go in, And when they crown him king of kings, Oh, when they crown him king of kings, Oh, Lord, I want to be in that number When they crown him king of kings. Yes, when the saints oh, marching in, Oh Lord, I want to be in that number When the saints go marching in
0: As we remember people who have gone on before us, I'd like to share a brief story by Gerhard Frost because it kind of captures a little bit of our feeling and of how we should look and remember those who we've loved in the past. He shares, When I think of her and her gift to me, I bless her and hope that her number will increase. It was the very first day at a summer retreat and we sat in a circle in an abandoned barn. I was the designated leader and hoped that they would respond and soon participate. Hesitantly, I sent up my trial balloon, reaching for them by reading a chosen passage that meant much to me. Halfway through the reading, with no one expecting it, she exclaimed, wow. It was what I needed, an icebreaker and a heart warmer. I relaxed and they took part in each beginning to tell a little of his or her story. We had a good week together, thanks to one who dared to say, wow. In this cold world, why is it so hard to be supportive of one another? Why is it dangerous to offer one's gift of enthusiasm and response? Why don't we dare to be wow to one another? As we remember the saints that have gone on before us, I hope there are a few wows. As we remember with joy and support of the love and care that they have given us as a community and to their families. So we remember Sherm Olson, Weingang, Winding, Laverne Olson, Geneva Phelps, and Gary Emerson.
2: Well, today being All Saints Day, uh, the music we're going to do, we're going to do some of the favorite songs of our loved ones who have passed on before us. Uh, This first song was my dad's favorite song called In the Garden. I come to
3: So no.
1: It's day in the garden
2: 2.
0: Welcome to Worship, Good Neighbors. You are listening to a Neighbors United in Christ parish worship service, sponsored by the Lutheran Churches of Deronda, Little Falls, and Trinity. My name is Lauren Tague, and thanks today to Jim Haugrud and Debbie Tague, our musicians. Debbie will be le- reading the children's message, and then we want to thank our recording engineer, Isaac Christensen. You are able to join us by NUIC Podcast, and at 8 a.m. each Sunday morning on WPCA Radio, 93.1 FM, and its live internet stream on www.wpcaradio.org. If you'd like to help sponsor these services or donate to our ministry, you can contact us by phone at 715-268-9577 by mail at NUIC Parish, 1578, 85th Avenue, Amory, Wisconsin, and through our website at www.nuicparish.org. Today's radio broadcast is sponsored by Michelle Eckert, a faithful listener from Colorado, and WPCA Radio. For this broadcast, we give you thanks. The church is anywhere people gather in Jesus' name, even when we are not together in a church building. God continues to be present in the creative and intentional ways that we gather for worship. Therefore, wherever you are at this time, worshiping in Jesus' name, your present location is the church. A couple of announcements Uh, today at Little Falls. Uh, there will be a dinner from 11 to 1 o'clock. We'd invite you to come and enjoy a great meal and fellowship. And then on the 10th, the, after the meeting of the women at Little Falls, there'll be a packing of world relief uh, packages or kits. And then next Sunday, our worship service will be at Duranda with Pastor Andy Bow leading the worship. You may want to have a cloth to lay before you, a candle or a cross. You might enjoy making a small worship space to enhance your at-home worship experience. You may also want to have a Bible or Bibles for the kids and home worship materials. As we begin worship, it is our desire to honor God, to open our hearts to the Spirit of God, God's love and presence, and begin with the invocation. Dedicating this hour to the presence and purposes of God we worship together with God the Creator, Jesus our Savior, and the Spirit our breath of life. Come to Jordan, wash and be clean. Have faith in our God, healing and wholeness are ours. God's love restores, there is no other God in all the earth. Let us confess our sins before God and one another. Gracious God, we have sinned against you and our neighbors. We have taken what is not ours and justified our actions. We have turned away from your wisdom. We have not done justice, loved kindness, nor walked humbly with you. Forgive us for the harms we have caused through the word and action and restore us to the joy of following your will for us. God knows our every weakness, and yet... God loves us, and God loves us without ceasing. Rejoice and be glad, for the God of grace and mercy forgives you all your sins for the sake of our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Sweet
1: out of prayer, sweet out In seasons of distress and grief, my soul and share
2: we do our next song, I'd like to remind you about uh, this Friday, November 11th, is Veterans Day, uh, Armistice Day, it used to be called. And I hope you kind of think about what our veterans have done for us. You know, there might be some programs or stuff going on on Friday you could attend to, or listen to the radio might have something interesting about it, or just Google it and read about it. You know, I'm sure after you've read about Veterans Day, you'll appreciate all the more uh what the sacrifices that they gave for us so that we can have these many freedoms that we have. And of course, one of the most precious ones is one we're practicing right now, our freedom of religion. So remember the veterans on Friday, say a prayer for them, and be sure and
3: thank them when you see them. The next song is one that I grew up uh, singing with my family. We would go to nursing homes and they always, almost always would ask to hear I Love to Tell the Story. I love to tell the
1: story Of unseen things above Of Jesus and his glory Of Jesus and His love I love to tell the story Because I know it is true It satisfies my longings As nothing else can do I love to tell the story will be my theme in glory to tell the old, old story of Jesus and His love. I love to tell the story more wonderful it seems than all the golden Of all the golden dreams I love to tell the story it
0: you for that song uh, this last week I've been involved or participated in two funerals and I uh, that last verse really speaks to me this week I love to tell the story for those who know it best seem hungering and thirsting to hear it like the rest and when in scenes of glory I sing the new new song it will be the old old story that I have loved so long I love to tell the story. As we think of our saints that have gone on before us singing that song, what a blessing. We'll continue with the prayer of the day. Loving God, Naaman's pride almost prevented him from receiving the gift of your healing. Give us the humility to come to you for help in all things that we might receive wholeness in you. Amen. I encourage you now to share the sign of peace, to bless yourself or someone worshiping with you today. And I would even recommend it maybe if you want to use the baptismal one where you say your name. So I'll say mine, Lauren Stephen Tag, child of God, sealed with the Holy Spirit and marked with the cross of Christ forever. Amen. And you can do that with each other or just for yourself. We'll continue then with the reading of the Old Testament scriptures. Naaman, commander of the army of the king of Aram, was a great man and in high favor with his master because by him the Lord had given victory to Aram. The man, though a mighty warrior, suffered from leprosy. Now the Arameans, on one of their raids had taken a young girl captive from the land of Israel and she served Naaman's wife. She said to her mistress, if only my Lord was in the land of Israel and uh, and with the prophet who is in Samaria, he would cure him of his leprosy. So Naaman went in and told his Lord just what the girl from the land of Israel had said. And the king of Aram said, go then, and I will send along a letter to the king of Israel. He went, taking with him ten talents of silver, six thousand shekels of gold, and ten sets of garments. He brought the letter to the king of Israel, which read, When this letter reaches you, know that I have sent you my servant Naaman, that you may cure him of his leprosy. When the king of Israel read the letter, he tore his clothes and said, Am I God to give death or life that this man sends word to me? To cure a man of his leprosy? Just look and see how he's trying to pick a quarrel with me. But when Elisha, the man of God, heard that the king of Israel had torn his clothes, he sent a message to the king. Why have you torn your clothes? Let him come to me, that he may learn that there is a prophet in Israel. So Naaman came with his horses and chariots and halted at the entrance of Elisha's house. Elisha sent a messenger to him, say, saying, Go wash in the Jordan seven times, and your flesh shall be restored, and you shall be clean. But Naaman became angry and went away, saying, I thought that for me he would surely come out and stand and call on the name of the Lord his God, and would wave his hand over the spot and cure the leprosy, Are not Abana and Farfar, the rivers of Damascus, better than all the waters of Israel? Could I not wash in them and be clean? He turned away and went away in a rage. But his servants approached and said to him, Father, if the prophet had commanded you to do something difficult, would you not have done it? How much more when all he said to you was, wash and be clean? So he went down, immersed himself seven times in the Jordan according to the word of the man of God. His flesh was restored like the flesh of a young boy, and he was clean. Then he returned to the man of God, he and all his company, and he came and stood before him and said, now I know there is no God in all the earth except in Israel. The Old Testament lesson. The Holy Gospel, according to Matthew, the 8th chapter, verses 2 and 3, Glory to you, O Lord. There was a leper who came to him and knelt before him, saying, Lord, if you choose, you can make me clean. He stretched out his hand and touched him, saying, I do choose. Be made clean. Immediately, his leprosy was cleansed. The Gospel of the Lord. we are like, to have Debbie come and share the children's message.
3: Good morning, boys and girls. It's time for the children's message and the message for all who are still children at heart. Have you ever played a game called Simon Says? One leader gives instructions and if they start out with Simon Says, you need to do what the instructions ask. If Simon doesn't say, you don't act. Well, today, in our stories, we hear about a variation of this game that could be called Elisha Says, because he was in a prophet of God who um, was in our Bible story. Sometimes in the game, you're asked to do things you might not love, or you think are a little funny, or maybe it feels weird to follow the directions, There are times in our lives when people ask us to do things we don't fully understand, and even God might at times give us directions that seem strange. We might not always want to obey God's commands, but it's important to listen to his voice. Now in our Bible study, the man called Naaman had a yucky disease called leprosy. Leprosy can make your skin have spots and sometimes even make you lose parts of your body. Well, Naaman wanted to be healed. His servant girl knew about this prophet named Elisha, who could speak God's words and help her master. So she told Naaman about him, and he started off for Israel. When he got to Elisha's house, Elisha told Naaman that he needed to bathe himself in the Jordan River seven times. Well, that sounded like a strange instruction. Naaman thought it sounded silly, and at first he wasn't going to do it. Fortunately, his advisors reminded him it was worth trying. So Naaman took a bath in the Jordan, and then another, and another another. And after he did what Elisha instructed, he was healed. He came out of the water clean and fresh and cured of leprosy, and he praised God for it. Does this mean that we should take baths when our parents ask us to? Well, not exactly. This story can help us see how we should listen to God. Naaman wasn't just healed because he dipped in the river he was healed because God's hand was at work. We are not saved from sin because of anything that we do, but because God works in and through us to accomplish his work. Naaman decided to trust what Elisha told him, knowing it came from God. We can follow instructions uh, that we have in the Bible and that we get from our pastors, parents, and teachers and we can listen for the voice of God's commands all around us. This story reminds me a little bit of baptism too. Naaman's cleansing was sort of like a baptism. And later on, we know uh, Jesus was baptized in the Jordan River too. In baptism, it's not the water doing the work, but God's spirit that takes our sins away and heals our hearts. So ask God for instructions. Pay attention to his word in scripture and ask what he wants you to do with your life. Why don't we pray now and ask? thank God for healing. Dear God, thank you for healing us. Thank you for the gift of baptism. Please help us to follow your instructions. In your name we pray. Amen. Mm-hmm.
1: Jesus loves the little children All the children of the world Every color, every race They are covered by His grace Jesus loves the little children of the world
3: Jesus calls His children dear Come to me and never fear For He loves the little children
1: of the world I will take you by the hand, lead you to the better land. Jesus loves the little children of the world. Jesus loves the little children, all the children of the world. Every color, every race, they are covered by His
3: grace. Jesus loves the little children of the world. Jesus is the shepherd true, and he'll always stand by you, for he loves the little children of the world. He's a saviour, great and strong, and he'll shield you from the wrong, for he loves the little children of the
1: world. Jesus loves the little children.
0: again, today we deal with a healing. And I remember way back when, when I was a youth director, one of the members of our congregation had uh, diabetes and had, uh, had his kidney taken out and was on dialysis and was getting worse and worse. He'd go to faith healers, he did a whole host of things, and he finally came to the pastor and said, why am I not healed? I thought the pastor answered rather wisely when he said, John, you got to understand. Healing happens naturally sometimes. Sometimes it happens because of with a doctor and they provide medicine for you. And yes, sometimes there is faith healing. But almost all of these are all temporary because we all die sometime. He said, but the final healing is the resurrection healing and that we have to look forward to. So today we deal again with healing happening, and it changed some people's lives in a profound way. And and that's important for us to understand. For Naaman, a powerful man, who had people under him and a great warrior, to have leprosy was devastating. And i'm sure it bothered him immensely and and so we see the concern coming even through his family and his wife and as his servant says but if you only knew about this prophet living in samaria named elisha he could heal you and so we hear the story where he goes and he does get healed so what do what do we find from this we find one thing that i really enjoy is It's again God reaching out from outside of Israel in the Old Testament. So many times we have a tendency to think that God only worked in Israel for Israelites. But many times, and different times, included in the stories of a God who is reaching out through Israel to other people. And even though Naaman was kind of on a friendly neighbor but it sounds like there was probably some tension between the two there were concerns about war breaking out and a god now reaches through elijah to bring naaman some healing and with that i think probably brought peace for a while anyway two we find that naaman rejected probably for a couple of reasons one he probably had a lot of pride elijah didn't even come out to look at him face to face that's rejection or frustration or feeling hey i'm important enough you come out and see me how often does that hit us where our pride gets in the way of listening to what is being asked of us or then to it it wasn't spectacular enough if it had made it something spectacular Hand, you know, just with a hand wave and gesture or whatever, but somehow making it to be a spectacular event. But just go wash in a river? Come on, give me a break. It's got to be better than that. That's such a simple answer. Couldn't be enough. Or third, you catch a little bit of his prejudice or that it was different After all, there were two rivers in his country. Why couldn't he wash there? This Israel, this, this neighbor of ours, has the indignity to ask me to wash there. Wouldn't our rivers be better? After all, they always seem to be better. Does that sound a little bit familiar for us today? I see in the church and I see around in politics and all these things that if somebody isn't treated just right, they take offense their pride is injured and that pride is negative. That pride takes us to a place we don't wanna be where we get angry, we don't listen, and we don't take the chance to have healing, we don't have a chance to make things right. If we're not treated right, we have a tendency to wanna get even or we wanna walk away in anger as Damon did. Or maybe it's even some of the things that we like to think about. You know, I want to serve God, and I want to do it in a big time. I want it to be something that's really spectacular. I want the headlines to be there: "Lauren Taig did this," or or something that would say, or that I would be noticed, or you would be noticed. Instead, sometimes God is just saying to us, "I want you to serve." How about that neighbor of yours? No, not that neighbor. You, you, you surely are kidding, Lord. Why would I serve somebody who has such, such messed up life? Give me something where it would really make a difference. That neighbor will never amount to anything anyway, even if he does change. Why would I go there? God wants us to serve. And serving isn't one who has to be in the headlines. I'm afraid our politicians, as we've come to another election, have forgotten what it means to serve. They talk about serving people in their communities, but they want the headlines and they want it to be big splashes and they'll even lie about how they are doing such a great job. And I don't care which party goes there. They all seem to have that kind of sense about them. We need people who really will serve without headlines. They listen, and we see lives changed because they're willing to go to the humblest places, to the places that God wants us to go to, not just where we want to go. Or again today, God is asking for something different, for a change, something that might make us uncomfortable. How many times Do we walk by people who are hurting because if we went out and reached out, it means I'd have to do something different than what I normally do. It might be some friends or people who don't look like I do or who don't act like I do or they have different customs or they have different things about them that would make me uncomfortable to learn and grow with. When we have these kind of things happening to us, We are like Naaman. We are not listening so that we can be healed and we can bring healing in our midst. When Naaman did what the prophet had asked, what God had told him to do through his prophet Elijah, we see a changed life. Naaman's life was changed not only from the healing of leprosy, but now he had a different viewpoint of a neighbor his Israelite neighbors, Elisha. Second of all, he had a different view of God. He understood that this God in Israel could do marvelous things through Elisha and even through him. And so his view of God changed and as we read the story further, you see him wanting to worship this God. And lastly, we see Naaman was grateful. He wanted to give to Elisha. He wanted to say thanks. One of the key elements of people of faith is that they are a grateful people, they are a graceful people. They are willing to give and give and give because they are so thankful for what has happened to them. Maybe we learn from Naaman. To listen, to hear, to do what we're called to do, so our life can be changed and other lives can be changed. We can grow in our understandings that we'd have a different view of God and His grace and mercy towards us and to all people. And yes, most of all, we learn to become even more grateful because we have a grace filled God and a loving God. Now, we don't just have the Old Testament lesson dealing with leprosy, but we also have the New Testament, and there we see Jesus and a leper who meet. Leprosy in the time in Israel that Jesus was there, many say that it was leprosy was viewed as God's judgment towards a person. It was like God's finger touched that person and they got leprosy, and they were now to live in isolation. They were being judged guilty for something or whatever they had done, and now they lived in separation and there was no cure for it. It was not a pleasant life to be a leper in Israel. It scared people away. They made sure that the leper didn't get too close to them. They could even pick up stones and throw at him to keep him away. Lepers had to warn people that they had leprosy if they got too close. So you see the question that comes in that text. The leper's question is, if you choose, or if you will, you can make me clean. But it was a question. If God had judged me and found me guilty, why would you choose to do different and we see Jesus immediately responds I will I will be clean and reaches out and touches him and in a real sense God's finger didn't come in judgment but became as grace and as one pastor that I listened to many years ago said I think God reached or Jesus reached out and touched that leper where he had the worst sore Where he was hurting the most, and touched him there and said, Be clean. And the leper was healed. You see, when Jesus comes, God's finger no longer is dealing with judgment, but is dealing with grace. It changed how we view God in many ways. Doesn't it deal with us when we fear about God's judgment? for things that we've done in our past. One politician, when asked, has he repented of some of his sins, said, you know, I'm not really that bad. I don't know that I need that. And it just reminds me of the story in the scriptures where the woman washes Jesus' feet with her tears and he offers forgiveness but the Pharisees standing off to the side is thinking this man surely can't be a prophet he would never let someone like this touch him and Jesus's response was he who loves he who is forgiven little loves little he was forgiven much loves much sometimes we need to understand We have been forgiven for much. And the more we understand that, we learn to love more. I believe this leper went away understanding much more about a God of grace, a God who loves, a God who forgives and brings wholeness. What's interesting again in this story, as you read it, He asks if you will or if you choose. But he does say, I know you can heal me. But it's a question of God's willingness to heal. And so again, we see grace coming full bore to him where he knows he can be forgiven and then he is. I hope that's what happens for you every time you confess your sins to God that you know that grace is there for you. God's finger is not pointing at you in judgment, but is pointing at you in grace to give you hope, to give you life, to give this wholeness, to be healed. So I hope that you choose grace this day. Hear God's word. I will, I will be whole, be clean. Be forgiven. And then, may we love and care and offer that same word of grace to everyone we meet. Amen. Here comes
1: Jesus. See him walking on the water. He'll lift you He's the master of the waves that roll Here comes Jesus He'll make you whole Here comes Jesus See him talking to the leper He'll lift you up And he'll help you to
0: Master of the
1: human soul Here comes Jesus He'll make you whole Here comes Jesus See Him standing in the garden He'll lift you up And He'll help you to stand of the future here comes jesus he'll save your soul
0: we continue this service as we confess our faith in the words of the apostles creed i believe in god the father almighty creator of heaven and earth I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffering under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day, he rose again. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father, and he will come again to judge the living and the dead i believe in the holy spirit the holy catholic church the communion of saints the forgiveness of sins the resurrection of the body and the life everlasting amen we continue with the prayers of the church with all the people of god we pray for the church those in need and all of god's creation and today we especially remember all those saints that have gone before us We thank them for their witness, for their lives of grace, for their witness to your great goodness. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We also remember all those in need in our congregation this day. We remember Arlene Johnson, Jeanette Helling, Jean Hosington, Rachel and Derek Helling, Kelsey Zamuda, Pat and Lucille Troff, Christina Birgit, Helen Erickson, Gary Fredrickson and Randy Goglin, Rachel Seacrest, Julie Dubois, Jim Wade, Scott Morgan, Matt Crayerup. We remember the Emerson family, of Gar- Gary Emerson's family, as they mourn the loss of Gary. G- Dave Christensen, Helen Jorgensen, Torian Silty, Chuck Hutton, Ida Martinson, Edna Henriksen, Dixie Tag, Rich Roos, Shirley Lance, and all those that we name in our hearts, Lord in your mercy, hear our prayer. Let us pray together. Our the Lord's prayer. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not to temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever and ever. Amen. We would encourage you to share your gifts with us And with the synod or some other place where there's need in our world so may you remember to give as you can now may the lord bless you and keep you the lord make his face shine on you with grace and mercy the lord look upon you a favor and grant you peace amen
3: oh
1: lord my god when i in awesome Consider all The worlds thy hands have
2: made I see the stars
1: I hear the rolling thunder Thy power throughout The universe display Then sings my soul my savior God to thee How great thou art How great thou art Then sings my soul My savior God to thee
0: How great Thank you for listening to a Neighbors United in Christ broadcast Our podcast is supported by our three congregations of Duranda, Little Falls, and Trinity Lutheran Churches, our small town churches in Amory, Wisconsin. If you feel so moved to donate, please visit us online at NUICParish.org. That's NUICParish.org. Until next time.
1: (laughs) When I look down from lofty mountains grand.